Okay, future plotters. Do you like talking about movies? Like smart movies? Dumb movies? Science fiction movies? Horror movies? Fantasy movies? Do you like listening to people talk about a movie longer than it would take you to actually watch the movie? Do you sit with your friends and rant at great length about things you're passionate about? You may be interested in Shocked and Applaud. Join us while we go through peculiar movies, traditional movies, movies that we just like, movies that we find are sort of like, huh? Do we follow somebody on social media and then they posted about a movie and we're just going to watch it now? Sure, why not? Our podcast is completely unscripted, so you're going to stumble through things with us because we stumble a lot. We're going to laugh. We're going to talk about what's problematic, but really, it comes down to talking about movies. You can visit us at shockedandapplaud.com, on Twitter at shockedapplaud, and Facebook at shockedandapplaud. We hope to see you there. I'm Bo Gacy. I'm Robert DeSalvo. I'm Ashley Dahmer. And I am Jim Myers from Film Rage. <laughs> and this is Collateral Cinema Halloween Edition. <laughs> Welcome to Collateral Cinema Halloween Edition, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, it is the spooky season as well as the smoking season. So smoke all your spooky buds and get extra high, children. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's like, happy Halloween, everybody. It is the spooky season. It's our favorite time of the year. Like, this is when we usually start our season, usually. But we always try to do a special dedicated Halloween episode every year. And this, uh, this is a quite an auspicious occasion. We have our first ever guest host on a Halloween episode. And that'd be Jim from Film Rage. How you doing, Jim? Yo, I am doing motherfucking awesome. Woo! <laughs> Could not be happier. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I love your energy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we Whoa! love that. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, right on, Jim. Uh, tell us about uh, Film Rage, about uh, what you're all about, and uh, just yeah, yeah, just tell us what's what's up with you. Yeah, so Film Rage, we are a podcast that focuses on new release films, and we have three of us that do stuff in it, but it's mostly me and Bryce are the, I don't know, people like to call us douchebag film snobs because, <laughs> you know, our, our favorite genres are, in, not necessarily in this order, horror, international dramas, oh, wow. and Korean cinema. So, nice, nice. That, nice. Th there's plenty of interlap between those three, honestly. Yeah, I mean... I mean, most movies from Korea are fantastic anyway, but they certainly make a lot of really good horror. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I Saw the Devil, like, uh, uh, Be Deviled. That's another good one. You know, the way, I think The Wailing is Korean, 
right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, Train to Busan and Hail to Sisters. Just, yeah. There's just there's so much good horror that comes out of Korea these days, and same with Japan actually. Japan and I, I just find it so much more original than what we get traditionally with American cinema. Oh, definitely. So it's yeah. just we seem to just love to rehash stuff. Which, conveniently, we're talking about tonight. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. The ultimate of rehashes. Yes. <laughs> we are talking about David Gordon Green's and Danny McBride's Halloween Ends. Now, we have talked about the first two movies on this podcast. It's something that we've been trying to do. Like, COVID kind of fucked that up for a little bit. You know, we, like but, it did everything. Yeah, yeah, we've done every one of the David Gordon Green films. In fact, we did the original 1978 film as well early on before I was on. Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, oh, that was you and I, right? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, us, and uh, yeah, you were... Uh, that was your choice, I believe. Yeah, I thought it'd be right. I think we went into season one doing that, right? Yeah, that was season one. So, so it's only fitting that we would be doing these movies. Right, right. So, yeah, and I've listened to that episode. It's a good episode, I could say, from an outside perspective. No <laughs> bias there. Right on. Um, and then we did 2018 together. We did Halloween Kills uh, a couple years later, or I guess last year, right? Last, last year around this time. And then uh, this year we're doing Halloween Ends. And it, it just kind of, I, I think at this point it was natural for us to do it. I mean, I think we kind of committed to following this trilogy through. Yeah, and it, it was, we committed to it. Yeah. I don't know that I'm necessarily happy with what I invested into because I had a lot of optimism. I defended kills quite a bit. I actually kind of like it. There are things I like about this one, but ultimately it just... Yeah. I don't know. I well, guess, like, let's, let, let's get into initial yeah. thoughts. Uh, Jim, we'll go ahead and start with you there. Like, what are your, like, what did you really think when you first saw this movie? Well, since I saw it last night, it's still a little fresh in my mind. Uh, I would say, you know, it was unexpected what I got. Yeah. So that, that would be the sort of the first thing. That right from, like, the first ten minutes, you're kind of, like, opens up and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, what exactly. happened to, like, the John Wick, you know, three, where it's just, like, five minutes later when Laurie's still in the hospital and you're just kind of like, what? Like, yeah. what is happening here? Yeah, exactly. But then it kind of delivered so well that it was kind of, kind of like, okay, so I'm, I'm dialed in. You're gonna start tossing kids over balconies. I'm like dialed in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Man, honestly, I'm gonna say fuck that kid. Oh. Fuck that kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. No, screw that yeah. kid. He's a he little deserved... shit. Little shit. Yeah, yeah he absolutely who stands. That. Who stands behind the fucking door when the guy's kicking it? Like, I mean. He's yeah. obviously mentally challenged, and maybe that maybe he didn't deserve it, but he was annoying enough that yeah, of course it's well, it's he, kind of a given. He put he put up that uh, cutesy front when his parents were around, but as soon as they left, yeah, <laughs> it was a little shit. True evil, true little true evil, evil shit. I think that he was going he was the one who was going to inherit the Michael Myers uh, <laughs> powers. That's that's who it really was. I think the timeline was altered there by Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I would tend to agree. I think it was the the original lineage of it. it and, and if you if you think hard, like there was a perfect opportunity for a montage and the Rocky theme to come up as <laughs> oh, training. Exactly. It been like, oh yeah, Jeremy goes all the way. God damn it! <laughs> and that's also the name of the porn version of it. So it's oh like, no. <laughs> well, Robert, you initially picked the original. Uh, 2018 movie and everything so that's what committed us to this uh, yeah what were your thoughts on this movie initially 
Like I, when you first saw it. Um, like you said, um, it's like the first first time you watch it it's like what what are you watching you know i know and the opening it felt it felt to me like scream four or scream the the fifth one right yeah it had kind of that feel to trying it a to little build bit. that old suspense you know what i mean trying to bring it back yeah and then um i don't know this movie's not too bad it reminded me of halloween four and five a little bit yeah i i remember that you said something about you know there being a little reference to the cult of the thorn in this i mean we'll get yeah. into that here in a little bit we'll talk about that yeah that, yeah that was quite interesting i mean we're not gonna go into full spoiler territory because this is an at the movies episode technically but there's still a lot to unpack yeah no kidding <laughs> i mean my thoughts are is like i liked halloween 2018 halloween kills just drop the ball in so many ways for me. I mean, mm. it, it just wasn't what I expected. And this was, honestly, you said this wasn't what you expected. This was almost exactly what I expected. I I, I had a feeling that they were going to go this route, like with a with another, you know, protege type, I guess. I, I was optimistic, okay? Because for me, Halloween Kills was made or braid, I think. Made, made or broken. Made or broken. Yeah. <laughs> make, make or break, right? Yeah, um, Halloween Kills was either made or broken by Halloween ends. Like, however however they were going to go with this final movie would sort of define whether, you know, Halloween Kills justified itself or not. And, yeah, I, I am unsatisfied because I was optimistic that maybe it would. More cautiously optimistic as we approach the movie's release. And yeah. then, you know, I'm watching it. There are some things that kind of click for me, some things that are nice. But I think that we just spent way too much time on the Corey plot and not enough time on Michael. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 that too. Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. It's, you know, the whole Corey versus Michael thing, you know? I mean, what did y'all what did y'all think about that? I mean, I I kind of like I said, I felt that they were going to go that route here. Oh, you know? remember when he fell off the bridge? Yeah. And, and then he pulls him into the tunnel, right? And then he grabs him, and, like, you see all the flashback of, like, all his pain, right? Yeah. Dude, that reminded me of The Crow a little bit. The Crow? Remember when The Crow grabbed him, and he, like, felt all the dude's pain, or he put yeah. all the pain inside of him, dude? Yeah. That, that was a little weird. That was very weird. I mean, Jesus uh, Christ. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Jim, what did you think? I, I um, like, I was fully enjoying that whole part of it. See, I, I, I tried to take it as a as it was in three books, right? It, it's like, first off, I'm I'm not a big fan of sequels for the most part. I like original horror every time. So when you have a sequel, it's kind of like, you're going to get what you're going to get. I mm. found that Halloween Kills, I thought it was the funniest movie I'd ever seen it is for that year. It is it was, hilarious. It, <laughs> it is absolutely hilarious. Like if you're going to that movie and not laughing your ass off, like the entire scene in the hospital is just <laughs> ludicrously hilarious that the chanting evil dies tonight like oh. it was like i left the cinemas with my hands in yeah. the air you oh. know just like at the end of the breakfast club going yeah this is like <laughs> it was like a parody this is like and and it was so ultra violent like he, he, he like michael was just in his element like stabbing up a storm it was so good the kills were so fresh <laughs> and, and tasty it was just like i want to eat that all up like I, I can't believe uh, if you like if you like the genre specifically of slasher i thought 
Halloween kills was pretty solid. And so when you start to see, okay, well, first off, there's five years later or four years, five, I think it was five years later, right? I think it's four years later because it's it's in time, in real time now. They're catching up to now. Yeah, so oh. you know it's it's been a passage of time. So first off, where's Michael been hiding? Obviously, maybe he's been healing. I don't know. He, he got a lot of damage. So it it's kind of like if you're gonna pass the baton. I mean, there's a ton of gaps in this film, absolutely. But if you if you just get into the this headspace of okay, this is going to be completely ludicrous and I just want to go along for the ride. It's like an action film. If you're going to like Fast and the Furious, which I happen to not, because <laughs> if I want if I want things oh, to family. be unrealistic, I want murder happening. I don't want to see car chases that are unrealistic. <laughs> right. So, so if you're going to check your head, you're going to check your brain at the door, it's just like, yeah, this is the kind of movie. I think, I personally think that Halloween Kills was better because it was so ridiculously over the top and funny. This yeah, one, I wouldn't say that this one is funny at all. Really, it's well, there's not enough. Dour. There's not enough Michael. You know, there's not enough of those just yeah. scenes of just Michael just fucking being fucking the shape. And and even, <laughs> but also there's no Anthony Michael Hall to ham things up <laughs> left and right and choose scenery. You know, and there's no Loomis <laughs> presence either. No. Well, there wasn't a Loomis presence in Kills. There was. There were those flashback scenes. Which oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The flashbacks with uh, the Donald Pleasance lookalike. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good... Yeah. That was good. They spent money on that, right? They definitely did. Yeah. That was a good kill. It was. I mean, there's so many great kills in, in Kills. Maybe that's why it's called Kills. And in and this one, it's like, there's not as many... There's not as many awesome kills. I mean, there is still a few kills, but, I mean, he went through the whole town in Kills. Like, it was just like... If you were in his way, you were you were meat, right? Uh, it was... Pretty much. But that's something that I kind of noticed about this movie, to, that at least compared to the other two, I didn't feel like this was nearly as bloody of a movie as the other no. two. Not even nearly there's, as much. Oh. There's only one amazing kill, and that's in the DJ booth, right? Like, yeah. it's just... Yeah. And that one, it's funny, when we went to see this, we were the only three people in the cinema. Oh, So wow. it was like... We were you were chatting up a storm and just having a good time with it, like like you should when you see a, this type of movie. And it was like when that happened, I just got up on my seat and I went, "Yes, finally <laughs> the kill we've been waiting for." Yes, fucking a man. I mean, yeah, he, I don't think anybody came into this movie thinking Michael Myers is going to live at the end of this. We all know that's not even a spoiler. Michael Myers dies. Okay. Yeah, evil does die this time. Right, nobody expected any different. We can we can acknowledge that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, that that kill in particular I think is just is just super satisfying. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But I mean, something that's note that's worthy of note here is that, you know, we don't really get our first actual kill by Michael Myers until almost halfway through the movie. You know? So, I mean, and, that, and therein lies the moment. We don't get enough Michael here. Not even nearly enough Michael. Not nearly enough Michael, because they decided to focus on the other aspect of this movie. And I don't know. It just, I don't think, I was ho waiting for it to pay off, you know, the Corey plot. And it didn't. It was really just an impetus to get Michael to Lori. That, that's all it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I found Corey to be very underwhelming as a character and underwhelming as a potential replacement for Michael, really. 
Yeah, I would agree. I would I would say his his character arc wasn't very strong, and it was like they were trying to fit a round peg in a square hole or a square peg in a round hole, one someone's hole inside of another hole. <laughs> it, it was it, it wasn't it wasn't that whole arc. It wasn't, but I kind of did like the whole. I mean, it, if again, if you're keeping it as the the three films building to the end of this saga. It's kind of like almost each one had a bit of its homage to different parts of Halloween. Yeah. Where, <clears throat> you know, the second one was like almost a an homage to uh, Rob Zombie's Halloweens with I the level be. of violence in it. And then the last one is kind of like almost, almost an homage to the original one because it was like that. It was kind of like a similar thing where you have the kill at the beginning of the original, right? And then not a lot happens really until you get to the end when there's the big battle between him and Lori. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of saw Halloween 2018 itself as, as its own homage to the original 1978 film. And then Halloween kills, I kind of actually saw as part two because they kind of, it, it takes place on the same night and they even kind of include their version of part two through flashbacks. There you go. Yeah. Plus, not to mention that it's staged at the hospital for a good part of the movie. Yeah. But with Halloween Ends, I I mean, obviously, there are homages in terms of uh, style and, and, and tone. and But in terms of, like, what part of the story they're paralleling, there's not really. And I think that's kind of where it's weak for me, I guess, is there's not something really to kind of compare it with yeah i mean <laughs> as weird as that I sounds will, i will say this i mean this movie doesn't necessarily like what's the word <laughs> jack off the old movie as much you know what i mean you know like like that's what i really had to take away with uh, halloween kills is that it was just so so insistent on bringing up the original movie like in so many ways even recreating yeah. parts of it that you know, I mean, I think that it failed to really take into account the rest of the story. It was all kind of centering around those flashbacks of everything. Here, not so much. Like, some of the flashbacks, they just come very quickly and only in short bursts, you know? And there's, like, a lot of them in a short burst. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, it, it could be that if you're, as, as, you, as it's starting to unfold, you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, are they really going to end this? Like, that was part of my question through it is like, oh, okay, yeah. there's this whole training session where he's training this, this dude to be a killer. Right. And then, and then it could like, it was, it was predictable, but at the same time there was left turns that were happening that kind of, kind of went, Oh, okay, wait a minute. Maybe this is not as predictable yes. as I was thinking it was going to be because as you're watching it, you're going like, well, wait a minute. Okay. We all know, we all think Michael's going to die, you know, and you know, what's going to happen to Lori and all these different things. And, Lori's character is like way off in left field compared to what we're used to seeing Lori from the previous film. So that's like all these little, you know, I call them M night Shyamalama ding dongs that they threw in the movie <laughs> that you're trying to, you know, have this thing where you're not really sure is going to happen. And so, and, and yet they're still giving you a laundry list of all the people you want to see murdered. And it kind of, so it kind of gives you that satisfying. It's like, Oh yeah, that guy's got to die. And Oh, for sure. This, this dude's dying. And then, oh yeah, she's going to die. And yep. you know what I mean? Like you're just, you're just making your list and it's just like, and then when it happens, you're like, oh yeah, I knew that was going to happen, but 
it was pretty satisfying. I'm kind of happy how how they died, right? It's like, and everybody died that I wanted to, to to die. So it was like they're just trying to, you know, maybe please us a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, first example of that, of course, is uh, Jeremy, the kid at the beginning of the film. First one, I was just like, oh fuck this kid. First yeah. one, and then and then the uh, the group of teenagers. I mean, they, they kind of come back like in and out of the movie more or less. The okay. band kids. The, the band yeah, kids. Dude. How the hell did they make band kids like jocks? When did this happen? No, dude. What the fuck they were is just, that? They were just they were just dicks that are band kids. I mean, I guess we didn't happens. go to that school. At, they maybe didn't even have a football team. They just had the band. <laughs> no, you're right. Maybe. And I'm like, you're going after, you're bullying the kid that you perceive as a psycho. What do you think is going to happen? That's something that I was seeing the entire time that I saw them <laughs> ganging up on him and shit. It's like, oh yeah, let's let's gang up on the guy that potentially killed a kid, just yeeted him over a balcony, you know? It's like, let's yeah, let's poke him with a stick. Why not? Right. Like or po- a flute. You know, poke the bear, so to speak. <laughs> or a flute, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> As it were. Oh my god. Yeah, that's not the best thing to do. Like if if someone is you're supposedly thinking they're a murderer. It's like, really? Band kids? Like, yeah. don't you have, I don't know what, who, who, what's below band kids though? Like, it's kind of like, I mean, in the, in the school's hierarchy, it's like, usually <laughs> it's the jocks that bully, you know, the goth kids who bully the, you know, and then like, I think that was what was also made. It was a little bit of the funny in it. Cause it's like, they made they made the evil people the bank kids, which are usually the ones that are getting bullied, right? Like it's usually that's what you see. I mean, especially in a lot of coming of age films, you know. I don't know. Maybe in twenty twenty two it's different. I, it's been a while since I've been in high school, so that yeah. is true. Me I mean, yeah. who, who knows? I mean, I, I do know that you know, band can be pretty cutthroat nowadays. Yeah, first, what is that? First chair and violin is. I mean, we've seen. What's that black um black black, black swan? swan? Black yeah. swan? Yeah, that was that was yeah, more yeah, that was more ballet, but yeah, that's very much the same type of cutthroat uh, competitiveness that would, that I guess is now prevalent in band. It's that's like, right. It's it's a new thing now. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe we need more uh, horror movies with uh, band kids. Yeah. Yeah, like totally. usually they're the ones that are being killed. So this is awesome. I like the, the band switch. kid is the murderer, like American Pie band camps. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we need a horror movie with band kids, one hundred percent. I mean, could you think of the possibilities? You know, just with the instruments. You know, like could you imagine oh. like a zoosophone or something like that? Trombone through the head, like mm-hmm. tuba, like you're stuffed inside a tuba that also has like a mouth that actually eats people as it goes in the tuba. <laughs> Fuck like, yeah. Death by flute through your penis hole, oh, out your damn. asshole. Like there's just so many ideas. Damn, you're going full you on come. you're going full on like terrifier with this shit, man. God damn. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe there will be band kids in Terrifier too. I'm still waiting. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, that is totally a movie we need to check out. We need to check out the first one as well. Haven't seen it yet. Have you not seen the first one? No, we haven't seen the first Terrifier. So good. I'm I'm aware of what happens in it and everything. I I know what happens, but we just haven't seen it yet. Oh, evil clowns. So good. It's funny because between that, which has been, you know, uh, widely acclaimed so far, and... uh, 
was it there's a new Hellraiser coming out. Part of me was like, man, and we're doing Halloween ends, and I don't even know if this is going to be good. Yeah. But I'm like, we kind of have to do it. And I think we because of the tradition, you know, and, and because, you know, I kind of want to see how this plays out. Yeah, and that that is what was uh, nice about this movie is, you know, this did have some finality to it, needless to say. Yes. You know, and also some callbacks to, uh, you know, the previous characters and the... Uh, in, in, in this particular trilogy, like, like you know who comes back? The, that one kid uh, whose babysitter that was killed in the first movie, the the little kid who was just he was just like, nah, fuck this shit, I'm out of here, and he ran out of there. Oh yeah, the based kid, the Chad, the based kid, yeah, the Chad, the Chad kid. Oh man, like he he comes back briefly here. We won't say where, but it's unfortunately not in a speaking role, which yeah. I think is a huge huge mistake. Because as far as I'm concerned, that kid stole the first movie. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that made that, that entire sequence with him and his ba babysitter and the babysitter's boyfriend, that was very entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't just do a little sprinkle in there. Like, give him his due. I think that they should have actually written him into the story somehow, you know, like uh, maybe being like neighbors with Laurie Strode or something like that somehow. Yeah. yeah. Like that would have been great, like have him kind of uh, help out with the uh, <laughs> with Michael Myers and shit, man. It's like, I think that would have been really fucking cool. I think this movie needed Ben Tramer. You know, this movie really needed Ben Tramer. That's the next big ball that was dropped here. No Ben Tramer. No Ben Tramer. No Ben Tramer. No How? Ben Tramer. So Ben no. Tramer was never killed then. I mean, Ben Tramer exists. This is that, that timeline, right? Yeah. They left him open in this timeline, and they did yeah. nothing with that. They didn't pay off. You needed Ben Tramer to come back. That could have been another part of the script that could have made this better. And God damn it, he should have been played by Paul Rudd just because he was in Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> but come back as Ant-Man, so it just even makes it better. <laughs> yeah, right. So does that mean that he can uh, shrink down and then go up Michael Myers' butthole and then expand? And then... <laughs> oh my yes, oh my God. and do popping like it's hot. It'd be exactly. Nice and fresh for that. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I thought it was uh, also cool that, like the predictability part of it that I was talking about earlier, that you kind of go, okay, when the the metal chipper comes up early in the movie, you're like, and then as soon as you see the 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 band kids actually at at the wrecking yard, you're like, oh, one of those kids is totally going in the chipper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And right? so it was right? just another one of those ones. It was like, oh, wait a minute. I want the chipper. And then, you know, it's like, it's like they bait and switch it through the whole movie. Yeah. And, you know, for some people, it's annoying because you, you have this expectation. And when you put films like this on a pedestal, right, it's hard to, everybody's got a different way they could rewrite it. But it's like, I kind of like the idea that I didn't know what to expect as we went through it. And they had things like that. It was like, it was like they were rooting for us the same way we were rooting for them. More yeah. or less, more or less. This is, I would say this is probably a pretty audience centric movie. I, I mean, I, I like what you said earlier. It's like, if you turn your brain off, it's, it's fun. It's just Halloween kills at least was more fun. You know, you had all yes. the kills and shit. So, you know, but it's like, you know, I'd kind of approach it like you said, like a Fast and Furious or like a Transformers movie. Just this isn't one of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> but it's over now, so we don't have to worry about it. We can now watch Terrifier 2 and that series hopefully take off. 
Yeah, see, I mean, that's what's fascinating there is that we are seeing the rise of a new horror icon with uh, Art the Clown, who, by the way, I maintain is a fucking mime. He's a mime, <laughs> not yeah, a clown. Yeah, he's he's, yes. he's a goddamn mime. Okay. Which is, incidentally, the actual uh, the actual actor that plays him had mime experience. So, experience. Yeah. Oh, nice. shit. Okay. So that's why I maintain Art the Clown is a mime, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm interested to see, you know, that story. I think the story of Michael Myers in particular is over. I think that that should just not be touched anymore. If they want to do more Halloween, maybe do something more like Season of the Witch, like anthology yes. style. Exactly. Do what do what they were going to do with the Halloween franchise, but, you know, people were just too stupid to go along with it. No, like, we were talking about this earlier, like, legitimately, like, what, what I would do is I would do a, a series called Halloween Season of the Witch that's just an anthology TV series, mm. and each there episode is something different. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Kind of a creep show. Th- and the first thing. episode, naturally, you know, the pilot would be an actual remake of Season of the Witch, and then each episode would just do something different, just not focusing on Michael Myers. Absolutely, not yeah. at all. Maybe, maybe, have him, maybe have him on the TV screen or something. <laughs> yeah. just, uh, like in the, just like in the original season of uh, the Witch. Yeah, we still gotta or watch right, that. Or they could like just cross, like they could cross the the timelines in somehow, right? Like this this episode was made in 1979 or whatever it was when it came out, yeah. so that you you know it's there, and maybe it's even in the same town. It's like every year, it's almost like um, Cabin in the Woods type thing, where yes. every year they have it, but. Because I kind of wish Cabin in the Woods would come back every year too, but right, it, yeah, that that would have been a great yearly franchise, honestly. Fuck yeah, dude! Oh, pretty man. much, pretty much closest we're gonna get to it, a full fledged uh, SCP movie. Exactly, That's straight up. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Cabin in the Woods is so good. Um, yeah, I uh, I I hope that you know if they're gonna continue to use the Halloween name, just yeah, just do something different, you know, and and. You know, even with the TV series, you could have some episodes set within the universe of a particular timeline. Like, you'd have a Cult of the Thorn episode or, you know, a Ben Tramer episode. A Ben Tramer uh. episode. God damn it. <laughs> it's basically like Halloween ends, but if Ben Tramer was the protagonist. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace.
he can die is if I die too. It all ends now. That would have been amazing. <laughs> God damn it. The things that we lost in, in this translation. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of wonky elements to the script. Like I'm looking at one example, and that's when you have a callback to that uh, one uh, lady that got the fluorescent uh, bulb shoved in her neck. You know? It's like... That kind of brings this element of guilt that I don't know seems a little ham fisted, more or less, you know, because it's just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, so she lived. I thought that was crazy. Unless she bled out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the same, yeah. same here. I thought that she was bleeding out and that she well, wasn't going to make it. She watched her husband get carved like a jack lantern. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, there, there's elements of that, you know, can be a little off. Like that, and I've, I've noticed that a lot with uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride's movies. Yeah, you know, there's some elements where the script can get a little off the charts. You know. Well, I still, I, I actually agree with you, Bo. I think the franchise could have ended at Halloween 2018. That was honestly it a perfect way have. to end it. Mm -hmm. It should have. And it, I'll, I'll wait to my final thoughts to say why I feel that it should have been. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, and. We already had another good canonical ending to the franchise that with the H2O, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a total ass pull when they brought Michael back uh, the way that they did in that movie. It seems to be an ongoing pattern here. It's like every time they try to like bring it back but all, but finish it, you know, they do a pretty okay, decent job, but then, you know, when they try to follow that up again, they fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we saw that with H2O. You saw that with, with you know, Halloween 2018. I'd even argue the Rob Zombie films to an extent. Like, the first movie is okay. Like, I, I, I kind of like it for what it is. It's something different. But I was totally going to say that, honestly. Like, I mean, even uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, like, he didn't want to make a sequel to that. He didn't want to. He was like, no, the, the movie's fine where it's at. But, you know, they, they wanted that money. So... And, and in the end, I, I know that for a fact that uh, John Carpenter has straight up come out and said, it's like, hey, they want to throw me money, make as many Halloween movies as you want. So who knows? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's stepped off doing and doing the music now. He's not involved. We want Carpenter to come back and direct movies, not. That's going into what? Come... Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say he he didn't want to make a he didn't want a second one of this to come out. Right. Like he he was just like, yeah, it's bookended. It's done. Yeah, exactly. And what Ash was about to say, like he, about what John Carpenter wanted to direct, because he wants to direct again, but what was he going to... Uh, yeah, a Dead Space movie. He mentioned that he would be interested in doing that. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. And I've seen that kind of pop up all over the net. And I'm like, a John Carpenter Dead Space movie? Fuck yeah. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. But then again, he made Ghost of Mars, so... <laughs> <laughs> Make of that what you will. That's yeah, true enough. He's gotten old. Maybe he's just, maybe he should just stick to music. Yeah, maybe he should. I mean, that has always been his best bailiwick. Like especially with the with all of his movies. 
I mean, he's remained consistent throughout, you know, this trilogy of films, you know, composing the music, I believe. And, and, th and that's all he contributed to Halloween 2018, which, you know, I think is a, just a, a fine movie. It's a, it's a good movie. It really is. I mean, it's, it's my favorite of the trilogy. And, yeah. you know, it's a fitting end, like we said earlier. So it's possible without him, but, you know, it's also possible without him to just go so far away from the vision. And, you know, I don't know necessarily that these movies do that, but they just don't pay off. I Like I said, with Halloween 2018 being a good, a fitting ending for the franchise, you know, with Halloween Kills and the subsequent Halloween ends, I was expecting, you know, like, well, if, you're, if that was such a good end, you got to top it off if you're going to continue to justify doing more movies, right? If that's not the end justify that and do something and do i feel that they did that mm, i mean the, the mm. last 15 minutes of this movie i think are very satisfying yeah that's really my favorite part of the movie is when we finally get to uh lori versus michael yeah like, yeah properly yeah and, and that's where you know kind of that other subplot even almost sort of uh, pays off a little bit but not really <laughs> yeah 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 it was kind of like yeah, it's like this very slow. I was calling it um, blood orgy foreplay as you're watching it, right? It's kind of like <laughs> yeah. it's like slowly just giving you just a little bit. There's just like pre pre jizz coming, and then it was like by the time you got to the end, you're on full on bloodgasm, which is what what we've been waiting for. You know, exactly. it's like that slow burn that that happens, or they just would just put little, you know. M. Night Shyamalan's in there to keep you along for the ride to go, wait a minute, they didn't need... And then, yeah, the last 15 minutes was just like, here, let's put a nice cap on that, and away we go. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, you, I busted a nut, but at what cost? Yeah, yeah, you get that post-nut clarity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, an another example of the script wonkiness, I will say, is the whole relationship with uh, Corey and Allison. Like, I don't know. That really just took me out of the movie more than anything. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I I was not sure what to feel about it. Yeah. What do you think, Jim? Well, you know, it's funny. As we were watching it in the movie, we started talking a little bit about that. And my, my partner, Bryce, turned to me and said, what? What the hell? Like, why is she finding him attractive? <laughs> and then, but then it was literally about five minutes later in the movie, she explained why. Because she's yes. like, I felt the same way. So I think they tied that in nicely enough that she felt alone in that small town as well, just like he was alone, but for different reasons, right? It's like she's this star and he's he's the opposite. So it was like the yin and yang for each other that had it. I mean, yeah, it's true. If I if I didn't check my brain at the door, I could have found all kinds of problems with this movie. See, maybe maybe that's my problem is that I tend not to do that well, unless well. unless unless a movie absolutely has the reputation of being so bad it's good, you know, then I can maybe do that. But well, the yeah. way that you described it, Jim, I think is actually perfectly what our reactions were is we're kind of like, why is she so into him? And then we're like, oh, OK, it's like a shared trauma thing. And they kind of do yeah. explain it. But. And at that point, I sort of invested myself into it, and then I was like, well, I guess I shouldn't because he's obviously going down this path. So. <laughs> Robert, what did you think about Allison and Corey? I mean, did this relationship justify itself well enough here? Sort of, because I mean, they were both fucked up in many ways.
ways, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Mostly the same ways, right? I just kind of feel like that's been done before. Yeah. Like, better in certain other movies, maybe. Yeah. But, you know? But there was sprinklings, like, if you remember where she worked, right? It was like she got fucked over because she didn't fuck the doctor. And it it's kind of like, you can see, okay, this is a reason. Like, I thought they were going to do a whole natural-born killer's sort of scenario where they you know get on his motorcycling they almost (laughs) did almost they they kind of intimated that a little bit yeah yeah they do actually mickey mallory oh Oh, yeah mickey mallory (laughs) (laughs) we got to do that movie sometime but yeah i mean like i said i mean i don't know maybe it's my aceness that kind of took me out of that but i mean the romantic thing just didn't work for me there it didn't add anything to the movie me i mean personally yeah i would agree i think you're right it it didn't it didn't need to happen i guess really and but then you start if you peel that onion away then there's just so many onions that fall behind it (laughs) yeah it's just like and and i think especially how they ended halloween kills it's kind of like you were on this blood high that when they open with this and you're kind of like whoa i'm let down i think everybody in their mind was just wanting it to maybe be a short and watch the last 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, just get to what we came for. I mean, <laughs> we it's like, and I mean, Lori herself in this movie, like she's she's a different, kind of a different character. Like at first she seems to have kind of moved on a little bit. Yeah. You know, but she's, well, that's the, what they're framing it as is like, she's moved on from the trauma. She's trying to forget it. And but like she's still prepared. Yeah, but also it just kind of shows that some cycles just repeat themselves. You know, like with the whole relationship with uh, Corey and uh, Allison. Yeah. You know. You know, I think that that the that that romance subplot, like like a lot of the plots of this movie, just don't. They start out like kind of hopeful, even a little bit, but they don't pay off in any meaningful way. Uh, and they don't really do a lot with uh, the relationship between Laurie Strode and Allison, and I think that was a really missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean, they kind of show them just in just a basic uh, domestic, you know, partnership or whatever, like uh, just living with each other, you know, like Allison's going to work, and now like she's a nurse or whatever, and. I don't. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird to me that Lori is the one that brings Carrie into the uh, her household and everything. That seems so out of character. So for some reason, yeah. Well, I think she saw in him like it was like that light switch went on. That he he did have still he was still okay when she did bring him in, and then it was like the light switch happened after when she he got Michaelized that that now she saw he was dead inside. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think yeah. there was still hope. Yeah. And that's the kind of this movie is, is kind of like that a little bit. There's hope to, to you can move past these things. And so those, those subtleties, which again, I think is maybe, maybe the reason we're let down, like think about this movie. If they would have done this instead, imagine it opens and it is like a, a hybrid between John Wick and the chicken fight on on Family Guy, where it's Laurie <laughs> and Michael. 
like duking it out for two hours straight. Wouldn't that have been? That I think that's what everybody wanted to see. That would have been amazing. That's what we wanted to see. That's what we paid. That's for. what I wanted. But instead, we instead we got Love Actually or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's right. We got love. We got love. Actually, we we got love. Yeah, actually. definitely. <laughs> yeah, we got love. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But but I, I think that's yeah. you know that's maybe the twist part that they were looking for, because if if we if they went into that, of course, we'd all be completely satisfied, and this would have got ten out of ten, a hundred out of a hundred on every rating. But I think they were they were hoping they would have that precedence to people to think there is gonna. They're telling us it's going to end, but it's not going to end. So they yeah. kept putting those those side turns in for us to have to question what we're thinking through it. When ultimately everybody was invested after Halloween Kills and just like we just want to see mayhem and and that's think ultimately our our hearts are broken more than anything else. Especially when that mayhem doesn't come in until halfway through the damn movie. Uh-huh. You know, mm. I mean, that that was a questionable uh, decision for me. Yeah. Like I, I don't I don't think they should have kept Michael in the shadows as long, and I don't think that they should have uh, kept the killings uh, held off or like like that, you know. Yeah, this is supposed to be the the part that's just like fuck it, and it's just supposed to be nothing but killings. Let's let's finish off the franchise. Let's kill everything. But mm. they didn't do it. They could have. They, they could have. And everyone. Like, I can imagine if the entire town got killed. Dude, <laughs> just, just a massacre of gi- yeah. ginormous proportions. Like unprecedented. Honestly, yeah, actually, that would have been the perfect way to do it. Then, then Michael would actually have been the threat to take seriously. Like they were taking him in Halloween Kills, even though he killed like three or four people like several years ago. Evil you know? dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and the rest of the people that were and, still alive would still keep the chant going. <laughs> exactly. And it, but it's like. In that movie, they literally get a group of motherfuckers together to try to just jump him, and that doesn't even work. Right. So, well, yeah. <laughs> see, the pro- problem with Halloween Kills is that during that scene, um, I just kept noticing how many like missed opportunities. There's like, you have a gun, shoot it at his fucking head. You know, oh, does dude. nobody have a shotgun here? Just dude, you could have walked right it? up on him and shot him right in his fucking head. Halloween yeah. Kills, right? Oh, yeah. Right exactly. when he was in the street? Exactly, yeah. That didn't happen, though. No. Maybe they were in a blue state. You know, you can't. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe they were. I don't know. I mean, a blue state? That's funny. Hey, we're in a red state, yeah. and we got our guns, so yeah. fuck it. Exactly. I mean, I don't see the rack there, but I know it's there. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I actually have one on my waist right now, so. There you see. see that's but, what I'm saying. It, it's, it what didn't take place in Texas. I think. No, it was no, in Illinois, wasn't it? It's Illinois, Illinois. Is a blue state. That is definitely a blue state. We we have a buddy that uh, moved down here specifically for that reason because of uh, there you go our gun so, our gun laws so here. That that that's if Halloween didn't take place in Texas, it took place in well, Illinois. Well, to be fair, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre takes place in Texas, and they never stop that, that family from killing people. <laughs> And they, oh my God! Let's not talk about that last franchise. Oh that's God, just, that's that's a whole nother can of worms for me. Oh man, the like, ending to uh, that, that on Netflix. Oh man, uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, talk talk about another series where they can't find a decent canonical ending. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, and I imagine as Texans, it's offensive because you're kind of like, look, they named a movie after us, and this is how they ended it. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like I am offended. <laughs> like, God damn it, man. They they need a that that's why they just made it Leatherface, right? It was just called Leatherface. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well there, there you go. Yeah, that Leatherface is actually the only one I've seen. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah. You've never seen the original? No. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it, Ash. Just the only thing you need to know is that it's not what you think it is. I think I watched it with you one time, but that was a long time ago. It was right when you were falling asleep. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably <laughs> what happened. <laughs> like, uh, how'd you like that movie? I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Three times. I tried to watch it three times. I think I was trying to show you the first Halloween, right? Yeah. No, I remember like we stayed up and we watched the first Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've seen together, I know, we've all watched like the first one, part two, uh four, five, and six. Yeah, we we've watched Rob all Zombies the... Halloween and we did all yeah. of this trilogy together. So yeah. And we watched all the Cinema Snob episodes as well. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Solid. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Fucking A. But yeah, I mean I guess we could go ahead and talk a little bit about the Lori versus Michael fight a little more. I mean, I'm, I actually think that the way that it ended was, was satisfying to a degree, you know, but I actually think that the ending to 2018 was more poignant. What do you, what do y'all think? Yeah. They should have just kept it 2018. Yeah. Part one, 2018, baby kills. I, I don't know, but yeah, you could have ended it at 18. It would have been fine. You know? Yeah. 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 I would agree they they didn't need it, but I I I did like Kills better than the first the first one. I I was expecting to like this one better than Kills, but it didn't. So I could see is, I could see Kills becoming a straight up bona fide cult classic in another Oh, totally. Maybe in another 3 or 4 years. Tops, yeah. maybe maybe 5. I'm thinking like yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show, they can have like people acting it out and like Throwing props and oh, all kinds that, of shit. In or there. like the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw some spoons at it. <laughs> Throw some spoons at the fucking screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm, su- totally. I'm surprised they. I'm surprised they don't throw uh, water bottles at the screen whenever uh, the Ohio the uh, the Ohio mark uh, part comes up. You know, it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did, I did not. not. And did that not. was. And that was your room reference for this episode. <laughs> it's kind of you our never thing. have enough. Yeah, it's never it's kind of room. It's kind of our thing, bro. It's kind of our thing. Yep, love it. Yeah, love it. You gotta always fit fit that. People are sitting there waiting. At what point? Oh, at uh, forty seven point five, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> and you should you should you know spin that to social media to have it be like okay in this episode. If you guess the right time code, you win a free T-shirt. There you go. <laughs> or, or we'll send you a, or we'll send you a copy of the room or something. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> Fuck it, right? But yeah, I mean, Laurie and Michael. I, I think that you know the fight itself was pretty brutal. I, I, I li- and I like how it really did try to parallel the, uh, the showdown from the original '78 movie. I, I liked how they, the angle that they went with that. Yeah, I like the I, I liked the crucifixion scene with him oh. at the end too, right? Like it's like there's so much symbolism there through was. the end. There was, yeah. You know, and, and also, you know, how how the whole town was involved in that and everything. That was really cool. Yeah. I was sitting there 
I was watching it, I'm going, okay, so what, what are they going to do? And then it was just like the light bulb turned on and goes, you know what we haven't seen yet? I, <laughs> I turned to my two buddies and like, we have not seen the chipper. No, and, we oh, haven't no. seen it yet. <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah, well, we all knew that it was going to be used in some capacity when it first came up. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't put foreshadowing like that and not deliver. If they would, if if that never happened, this movie was a bust. Yeah, definitely. Uh. It, it had to happen in some capacity. I was expecting Michael to use it at some point. Yeah, well, well, I think that's what they want. They kept wanting us. They, they, yeah. they wanted us to think that trying it was too hard be to be a killing implement. Yeah, I think it kind of has like the Last Jedi's problem, where it's like it, it's trying so hard to subvert expectations that it's like, you know, just give us give us what we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no reason to to beat around the bush in any way, you know. It, it's it's total total teasing, you know, cinematic teasery. God damn it! They're edging us. They're edging us. Yeah, exactly, man. There you yeah. go. But do, I mean. Do, do you like the fact that Allison jumped in there and got her her digs in though? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, especially after the events preceding that particular scene, you know, it's like yeah, she she finally uh, got back there and uh, joined the fight, and it was just as brutal. So, but Robert, what did you think? <laughs> huh. I think the end felt like like Terminator Judgment Day. A little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, I see that. You know, where you got to throw the Terminator in, into the liquid, and then you know you got to destroy the Terminator somehow, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. that's a that's an interesting parallel. Uh, the Terminator and Michael Myers. I mean, everybody says that the first Terminator practically is a slasher movie. Yeah, because twenty eighteen, Jamie Lee Curtis spent her whole time like uh, Linda Hamilton, right? A little bit. Almost yeah. like Sarah Connor, right? I was like, what is she training yeah. for? She's training for like Judgment Day or something, right? Yeah, it definitely had that Sarah Connor feel to it. And mm-hmm. then she was in James Cameron's True Lies, so it was like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah dude. He, he said I'd always wanted to cast her as Sarah Connor, but I cast her in True Lies instead. Oh my God, could you imagine Jamie Lee Curtis as Sarah Connor? Holy oh, shit! Yeah, <laughs> that, that's an interesting timeline, right there. I, I would like to go to that timeline. Can we have another Mandela effect event happen, <laughs> where that's a thing? <laughs> yeah, nice. I think so. Totally, yeah. True Lies, that's another movie we got to do. Fuck yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of a, that's a good thing to bring up because it's kind of been the question that's on my mind. It's like, okay, so the last few Halloween episodes, where we could, we've dedicated our podcast to following the Halloween franchise. Where are we going to go, you know, from here on? Should we dig into like another franchise and kind of make that a thing? Yeah, we'll do oh, it. Totally. We'll do that. Terrifier. You're already behind with Terrifier, so it's yeah, perfect. Next, we should, next year, yeah. Terrifier 1. That would be perfect, actually. Yeah, Terrifier one. And honestly, if you want to join us for that episode next year, you're more than welcome, Jim. Dudes, I am in. Fuck Get me yeah, some Terrifier. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> I almost kind of wanted to do Terrifier, but because you know we already committed to the Halloween ends thing, you know. Yeah, and I'm glad that we did it. You know, I'm glad that I followed it through. Uh, it didn't pay off in the ways that I hoped for, but at the end of the day. If you check your brain at the door, you know. Yeah. And in the end, with this trilogy, I can actually say that I got to actually go watch a first-run Halloween movie in the theaters with 2018. So that was good. You know, especially pre-pandemic. So here's a question for you guys. 
Yeah. Like when you when you think of this now, do we actually think it's ends? Like like this is this is almost like one of those like classic franchises when you got Voorhees, Myers, right? Like you, it's like they keep re bringing back those characters. But do we think this is actually it? Do you think that he's now that he's in the chipper, we're done? Like I said, it's pretty much up to John Carpenter if they keep. He said if they keep throwing him money, they they will make Michael Myers Halloween movies. So <laughs> well, and it's the end of this timeline. They can honestly go wherever they want. I mean, because what if they what if they went and rebooted the Cult of the Thorn uh, story arc? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that that that's all really the only other place you can go with that. Yeah, but just, just make that point. an alternate timeline, kind of. Well, I mean, they've kind of established that because you've got the original Halloween one through Halloween six, and then you've got the H two O timeline, and then you've got yeah the I guess this is what some people call like the H four O timeline or the so so that tracks with this franchise. It totally you've tracks. Got the Rob Zombie, which is its own thing, you know. But, yeah. Uh, so it's totally doable. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe they could, kind kind of like what they did with the recent Texas Chainsaw movie a little bit. So, yeah, maybe just go back to the yeah, original that... timeline, just Cult of Thorn shit. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go. Go, go. No, no, go go ahead, man. That was all I had. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, like, like that was the... It was. It could have been cool if the movie was good. But with the Texas Chainsaw, having it be like it was number two. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. that's what these were. They kind of were where two left off, and then it should have just kept kept going it's like they went back and reset the dial yeah. on it yeah it's like they keep going back to more prequels you know like especially with yeah. uh texas chainsaw man like, like i'm sorry that that one that one prequel that they did where you know he was uh he was a younger like you saw a younger uh, leather face and everything i did not care for that at all i didn't either man. it was, it was but... very bland and then you know kind of predictable and boring you know i, I yeah. did not like that at all I mean, this movie almost goes there if it wasn't for the last 15 minutes of the movie. That's really the bottom line here. Yeah, because yeah. in Halloween Ends, you're spending like half the movie waiting for Michael to come out, dude. And when he finally does come out, it's like, okay, this is happening. Yeah. The also, how did Michael survive for four years? What, what did he eat? Freaking like rats in the sewer. Like we're watching it right now, right? Yeah, yeah. He he's in his a uh, little hot, uh, cubby hole or whatever. He doesn't even have his full power like Freddy, right? Yeah, in, in like, a weird way, it's almost like he just had to really replenish his powers. Exactly. We're gonna, we're yeah. gonna see that right here. He, he expended all of them that uh, Halloween night in uh, 2018, and he's got to kind of go back to sleep for a little while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the homeless dude that was Corey's first kind of real kill yeah it it kind of alluded that he was somehow involved with it like maybe helping michael a yeah. little bit asking him how to do it right? probably well well no just with the with the homeless dude he was kind of going like oh yeah get back in there and get me that mask oh right? yeah. it was, and and he was kind of like maybe he had actually i don't know pushed like other people down there to help Michael keep his skills up a little bit, throw little kids down there, practice your stabby stab, and yeah, yeah. Maybe he just picked up food <laughs> from the cry. homeless people. But that begs the question. That begs the question: What did he want with Michael's mask? Yeah, I mean, that, he was he's a fucked up 
homeless dude. Yeah. What, what did he pick up chicks? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could pick up chicks in a in a to, Halloween mask. I mean, he wanted Mike to, Myers mask. He wanted to feel the mask. He wanted to feel the mask. <laughs> so I don't know. That thing would be pretty gunky. Uh, in, in that mask, probably the inside of the mask. Cobweb, sewer. Just probably gunky, blood, mucus, yeah, sweat. old. Oh, God. Like, I mean, could you the, imagine? The last 40 years. Oh, yeah, that smells good. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, what else can really be said about, that mov- about this movie that wouldn't require intensive uh, spoilers, you know? I mean... Maybe we should start getting to our final thoughts here. Yeah. Maybe. And usually we like to start off with our guests. Whenever we have a guest, you know, we want them to give their final thoughts on everything that was discussed. So, Jim, go right ahead. So, I think I, I kind of like the fact that it kind of bookended this trilogy. And if you if I take it as this is a, a trilogy, I think it, it... And each one of them was kind of different in this respect. So, I, I liked... I like that because it wasn't like just the regular, you know, and I compare it to Jason Voorhees because it's like Voorhees just this killing machine, you know, there's to me, there's more depth to the, to the Halloween franchise a little bit and with Laurie's character. So the first one coming out, what could have been satisfying on its own, but if you're going to make a trilogy, the second one was completely different, completely different. It was like slapstick, crazy kills it was just it was a romp through murder town and it was so much fun this one i was also satisfied with it i mean i didn't love any one of them if i loved one more than the others it would definitely be in kills but i i think i like the fact that with with this one it did keep having me guess and and i don't like like because i would think usually you're like oh i predicted that that's gonna happen and you know, oh, yeah, yeah, this was so predictable. And, you know, this wasn't that. It wasn't predictable in any way to me. I mean, the ending was predictable. We all knew that it was going to happen. But the the way that we got there was completely different. So it was surprising to me of what they delivered on. So I liked it for that that much. Is it the movie I wanted to see? No. Am I glad I saw it? Absolutely. Did I love it? No. That That's fair enough. Awesome, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Robert. Give us your uh, final thoughts. This was uh, initially uh, your choice that brought us here. Initially in 2018. So, oh yeah, yeah. What are your final thoughts on Halloween Ends and this particular uh, trilogy? Um, you know, I liked how they closed it out at the end. You know, but I think they left sort of the door open, like on a fan film based. You know, really. Yeah, that's something that we've talked about a lot when it comes to uh, Halloween is the fan yeah. films and everything. And the fact yeah. that we were talking about, like, you know, how anybody can be the shape now. Yeah. And that really left the door open. Yeah, it did, especially... I mean, and I can see that with the whole thing with Corey and everything. Yeah, with Corey. Yeah. It's, it, it actually leaves... And, and, and if you uh, accept the idea of maybe, you know... Michael's powers having some type of transference there you go. and everything. Yeah. It's mm. like, yeah, that that kind of makes sense. It's like you can have different iterations of Michael now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I so, mean, uh, you could yeah. argue that we've always had that. Yeah, we were thinking about that. And yeah. 
I was yeah. like, oh, okay, this movie kind of makes you think, but... Like, we wanted to do a Halloween fan film, and I wanted to kind of take a different approach to, you know, like, it, Michael's actual surroundings a little bit. Yeah, we wanted to do a fan film, and we could still probably do that because we got all the gear now, right? We do, we do. Yeah. But as as for the movie itself... As like, for Halloween Ends, I like the way how they closed it out. Uh, at the ending where uh, they pin him down, crucified him, put the fridge on his leg, and then... Yeah. And then... uh, But, yeah, half the movie, you spent, like, wondering where the hell Michael was, and it was just Corey doing everything, right? Yeah. Right. And, then, and, and was Corey that compelling of a character? No, no, not really. I mean, we we all wanted to see Michael do more of the killings more than anything, right? Yeah, we did. We All we got was, like, Diet Michael Myers. Exactly. Diet. <laughs> Michael Myers Zero. Like wish, Zero, wish, yeah, totally. wish, Michael. Uh, well, like wish.com, Michael. Corey was wish Michael. <laughs> if you ordered Michael from wish.com. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't hate it. It's kind of like you take it or leave it, right? More or less, yeah. more or less as a trilogy and as a, as an ending to the move to the movies and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Ash, your final thoughts. Uh, you know, so a lot was riding on this movie for me. Like I said, I, I enjoyed Halloween Kills. And I guess up until now, I didn't really understand why I enjoyed Halloween Kills. And I think it was just because it was it was just a lot of fun. And I could appreciate that aspect. But, you know, I would still have to say Halloween 2018 was the best film out of this trilogy. And it was the perfect ending. And I was just kind of hoping that Kills was the setup for something that would top that. A lot bigger. And then... Yeah, bigger and more bombastic. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And it is satisfying, and it and I guess it does feel just as grounded, but as it as it could have been. But I don't know. And I, I liked some of what they were doing throughout the movie, like the whole idea of the the transferring or you know transfership of of it, you know the mentorship going on. Uh, that would have been cool if it paid off, you know, later. And it, and it just like again, it just really acted as an impetus to get. Uh, Michael to Lori and you know and then we get to that point of the movie and that's probably the best part definitely the best part like without so it's like shout. what did we watch all yeah. of this for why was this a feature length film you know <laughs> exactly exactly I mean that's it's just the way the script was you know yeah, yeah and I, I like how because this movie is just so predictable we, we can kind of get into spoilers without getting into spoilers because it's like you watch the first 15, 30 minutes of the movie, you know what's going to happen. And you know how yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> Definitely. And you know who's going to die next. And maybe it was kind of fun in a sense to kind of connect the dots like that. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, more or less. I mean, I might put on the trilogy at one point as just kind of background noise. But really, the only films to write home about, I think, are if you're a, a fan of, you know, the actual of the first film and you like the mood of that than maybe Halloween 2018. But if you're just a fan of, you know, just the fun of it and, and just the, the, the spectacle, then Halloween kills, you know? Yeah. But it's like this film is really not going to satisfy you no matter from which camp you're coming from, I guess. That's, yeah, that I, I feel you there and everything. And as for my final thoughts, Halloween 2018 was a movie that, I think really perfectly encapsulated what Halloween 1978 was going for and continued it perfectly. And it established themes of trauma that, 
you know, were palpable, were believable. I mean, especially the way that they showed how it affected Lori and her relationship with her family and everything. Like, and I loved in that movie how the trauma was generational enough that all three Strode women came together and in the end fought against Michael, fought against him valiantly, like got him cornered and put him in a situation where he was pretty much done for. And even though they technically left it open-ended, I think that I think that it was a perfect ending to that particular timeline. It was perfect. It, it was three generations of Strodes coming together to take out the boogeyman that that caused all this generational trauma, all this heartache, all this you know sometimes even somewhat abusive behavior, admittedly on Lori's part. And, but they overcame all of that. And yeah, they were wounded, they, they were broken, and they were worse for the wear, but it, it was poignant. It was perfect. It was chef's kiss there. Oh, gotcha. there you go. <laughs> then Halloween Kills came and kind of took a shit all over that. Uh, but it was a glorious shit. It was a good shit. It was a glorious shit that they took over everything. Like, lots more action, like Jim said. Lots, you know, lots more kills and everything. Uh-oh, more microphone problems. And ultimately, yeah, I can kind of get... I didn't particularly like Kills. I don't like it, but it is definitely a very watchable movie. It's very watchable. But this movie, just... I didn't like the tone of it. I didn't like the uh, relationship between Allison and Corey. I didn't like the whole Michael Myers light angle. I think that, that could have been... If it had a better script, that could have been done well, but it just didn't work for me this time. Like the kill, like the actual action didn't even come in until almost like 35 to 45 minutes later in the movie. And it just the, the only thing that really worked was the last last 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. That's what we <laughs> wanted. That's what we wanted. But, yeah, this movie, it's only worth it for the last 15 to 20 minutes. Everything else to me, like, personally, something I did, we didn't touch, up, touch upon here is all the characters in this movie are assholes. From the little yeah. kid that dies, like, to their parents. Like, pretty much the only one that was actually kind of calm and cool to me were, like, Frank and uh, the dad of Jeremy, you know, later on in the movie. But it's, it's like nobody was likable in this movie. Not even... I mean, I almost want to say not even Lori. It almost makes Corey a better protagonist because it does. You just, the, the citizens of Haddonfield are fucking assholes, and you just want to see them get killed by somebody. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's, <laughs> yes. And, and I, I get that there was a catharsis that was, they were going for there, but <laughs> honestly, that it just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me to justify this movie. I mean, I think that. Watch 2018, you know, for the prop for what I feel is the proper ending to the original franchise. Uh, watch Halloween Kills if you just want to see some batshit insanity. But I would say watch this only for the last 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. Other than that, yeah, that that that's that's what I see as the trajectory of this trilogy. I mean, yeah, if you're going for narrative, 2018 is 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 the is the perfect uh, uh, movie of this trilogy 
for fans of that mindset. If you're going for just fun, kills is good, but ends just doesn't really. I don't. I don't think it's 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 really gonna fit well with either crowd. No, no, not at all. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, yep, that is our review of Halloween Ends. Uh, this is the part where we start to do plugs and everything. So, of course, we will let uh, Jim go ahead and plug the Film Rage Brigade and everything. So, go ahead, Jim. You can find Film Rage at Film Rage YYC on all the socials. And you can find our website at filmrageyyc.com or send us an email to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Right on. And uh, you're on uh, all the podcast apps as well? Ugh, some podcast apps. I know. Uh, <laughs> Tell us about it. it can't, you can't, you could, it's funny because if you search Film Rage, just Film Rage, it's usually Nicolas Cage that comes up. <laughs> but if you put in Film Rage podcast, we usually come up just about five or seven down from all the Nicolas Cage. Hey, I mean, that, that's some uh, good company to be sharing uh, Google exactly. Space with. Oh, I mean, hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's good. And uh, what do you have uh, planned for your next episode? Well, we will also be talking about Halloween Kills. Oh, nice. <laughs> Depending on when yours comes out, we, you'll hear us, us talk about it as a crew. And um, we're back to our regular schedule. We just spent... Uh, just about two weeks at a film festival where we reviewed something like uh, almost 40 features and about nice. 45 shorts. Nice. So it was hmm. jam-packed, uh, and we were kind of a little bit burnt out. So we've, we're back to our regular scheduled programming, which is we usually have about five or six different segments on our podcast where we talk about what's new coming cinemas and then – just a whole bunch of mayhem. Oh yeah, it's like a it's like a Halloween episode, but you never know which which version you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, that, right. that kind of sounds like us a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like us a little bit. So, yeah, uh, Ash, what's going on with Collateral Gaming? Well, uh, we actually just published as of today the uh, Resident Evil Two 1998 review. So check that out if you haven't by the time that this is out. Um, we are also going to be doing Resident Evil 2 2019 as the second part to that two-part episode. So those will be our numbered episodes for this month of Spooky Month. And then I would like to do a Halloween special on uh, Clock Tower, the uh, Super Nintendo version, the, the original, yeah, original the Super, game. Super Nintendo version. And aren't we also playing through Resident Evil Director's Cut? Yeah, and so we should also be doing a uh, bonus round episode on uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut. On the Collateral Cinema side, we're going to kind of collaborate with this Resident Evil shit we've been doing on the gaming side and do a uh, Director's Cut episode on, uh, it's I think you said, what, the original Resident Evil yeah, movie yeah, and the, Welcome to Raccoon City? Yeah, the Paul W.S. Anderson movie, his original, and with Mila Jovovich and the uh, most recent one that came out. Yeah, welcome to Raccoon not, City. So. Not, the, not the series. I've heard lots of cringy things about the series. <laughs> I've heard lots of cringy things about it. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the plan. I'd love to get all that out the rest of this month and just kind of, uh, yeah. And if you uh, enjoy what we're doing on either Collateral Cinema or Collateral Gaming, uh, we do have a Patreon. And uh, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you will get access to exclusive film... Uh, blah, 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 
full-length movie commentaries and let's play video game commentaries. And, and as soon as we start getting more uh, patrons and everything, we also want to start uh, doing maybe like Q&A sessions. Like maybe we'll also start uh, releasing our episodes maybe a few days early on, on that and exclusively for patrons. That's, that's, not, that's not a bad idea because like we're recording this early and this is supposed to come out on, right before Halloween. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> so l l let's say maybe if we get like... 15, 20 patrons in the next few months. Maybe we might go ahead and start doing that. So, yeah. yeah. We, we ha on our Patreon, we have uh, $1 and $5 tiers and everything. So, it's uh, not, not too heavy on the pocketbooks or anything. So, yeah. Come and support uh, both podcasts. And uh, also, um, give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app, and namely like Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, and on Good Pods. Follow us on Good Pods and uh, help us climb the ranks there. We have charted a few times on Good Pods, but I don't know. I need to do a little more with them, to be honest. So, You know, I'm actually happy with, with where we're going. I mean, we got, we're actually, did we hit over 11,000 finally? Oh, yes, yes, we hit over 11. We're, last I checked, we were at 11,219 downloads. Yeah, it's crazy because I feel like we just what? hit over 10,000. And it's like, it's just blown up exponentially. Collateral Gaming is kind of booming as well. We're about to hit 10. And uh, yeah, I've just been really happy with the turnout. So yeah, yeah. It feels like uh, we kind of finally got over the uh, COVID slump and we, we made, we pulled through guys. Maybe it'll be a good opportunity for Robert's filmmaking career. It ever picks up. It's dead. It's, it's dead. <laughs> it's Come on, dead. we're in a cabin. Robert, this is this is the place. Where Come on, we could. I got writer's blog. It died already. Oh, damn it! Oh, come on. What are you talking about? We we Robert, had so many great ideas to murder kids with, uh, yeah, with exactly. musical instruments. Exactly, we had all those ideas, right? Like that movie practically writes itself. That's right. Well, Robert, what do we what do we got going on with the production of Texas Sundown? Oh, nothing yet. Nothing, nothing. No. We still gotta finish doing it, really. We still gotta. Yeah, we do. We're in production. Yeah, we're we're working on a an ending, uh, a beginning and ending. You know, we still don't have that yet. Yeah, we have. We pretty much have the whole middle part and the the and all the other stuff. So yeah, we need to get a beginning and an ending point. Yeah, we, the entire middle has been filmed already, and it's it's been edited. We just we gotta start a beginning and ending. Yeah, but figure out how we're gonna close this one out too, or maybe leave it open for a. For a part two short, I don't know. Part two would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and if you're if you're looking for something of the horror variety this month, uh, Robert, you do have your other short film, Killing Night Out. Oh yeah, you can download that right now if you want to. Or where can where can you find that? You can find that on my page. Subscribe to Robert Ortegon. Robert Ortegon, yeah, on Facebook, right? On uh facebook or youtube subscribe on my page and then there's a lot of my car stuff on there really where i'm just working on my stuff you know? hey yeah that, that's cool that's <laughs> cool yeah yeah follow us yeah we're also on youtube as well and actually we have uh we have some videos that go into the, like the 2000 even like 6000 uh views oh, you nice. know so we have a couple like like our, Bo our bolero episode that one was actually pretty popular on YouTube for some really? reason. Yeah, be people liked that one. Yeah, awesome. and that's interesting because our YouTube is just, it's all audio, basically. It's all audio, yeah. We don't really have any type of video on there. We have one with our original pilot episode, but we just never got around to uh, formatting the other ones. So <laughs> maybe that's something we'll get, we'll get to sometime soon. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll start doing video podcasts or whatever. 
We probably should do that, right? We should. We get if we get another space like this one. Yeah. yeah. We could set up the lighting nice in a place like this. Yeah, there's not bad lighting in here. Th this could work. Yeah, it's actually a shame we're not doing video because Jim, you mentioned it earlier. I mean, we're just kind of kind of this like log cabin, cabin in the woods. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, I like it. It's, it's a good vibe for the Halloween episode. It, it's a great vibe, honestly. I feel murderous by watching you, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess that that is a great moment to end this episode. Uh, have a happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, spectacular, spooky season. Watch as many horror movies as you can. Uh, if you decide to take the kiddos trick-or-treating, be safe and everything. And we do have an election coming out up pretty soon, so vote in that. Go out and vote. This one is important. Yeah. And also, we have a little personal thing to say. We did lose someone very near and dear to us not too long ago, our friend David Kelly. He was a very close friend of ours. And from here on out, we wanted to go ahead and dedicate this episode and the rest of the season to him. Like, I mean, he, he was a good friend to all of us, and we loved him, and we're going to miss him deeply. Like, so, so, yeah, cheers to you, Dave. Love you, Dave. Love you, Dave. Cheers to you, man. But, yeah, on that note, uh, I am Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm the guest, Jim of Film Rage. And this was Collateral Cinema Halloween Edition. And Slav Ukraini, and go vote. Laters. Cinema is a collateral media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.